Today with Sarah McInerney. Now, flood alerts remain in place for several counties following heavy rainfall that turned streams and rivers into raging torrents yesterday. Almost 50 millimetres of rain fell in less than 24 hours in some areas on top of heavy rainfall over the previous three days. As we were discussing with Brian O'Connell just before the news, West Cork is one of the areas most affected by the floods and I'm joined now from there by Minister of State with responsibility for the Office of Public Works, Patrick O'Donovan, rather, who has been visiting the area this morning morning and Minister thank you very much for joining us this morning. Morning Sarah. Um, so as I said you're in West Cork I suppose maybe first you could give us a, a sense of, of the extent of the damage that, that, that you've seen for us there. Yeah well look I suppose first of all um, it was unprecedented rainfall that, that happened in um, over a very short period of time as you say uh, and it caused an awful lot of damage it caused a huge amount of damage to private dwelling houses to some businesses uh, and to, to the main roads that are going through West Cork for people that will be familiar um, particularly the N71 there, which carries a huge amount of uh, tourism traffic right through um, the middle of West Cork. So it has uh, affected, I suppose, some of the places that I was in this morning, and, and I know that there are other communities as well. This morning I've been in, in Roscarbury, uh, Dunmanway and Canada, and um, I could see, I've met some of the residents um, and some of the people that have been affected. Uh, the CEO of Cork County Council is here with me, along with the local engineers from the Cork County Council and OPW, and um, I suppose initially what we're trying to do is um, um, put together um, a proposal from the council to see exactly what short and medium and long-term measures need to be put in place. Uh, and I spoke to my colleague, um, Dara O'Brien, the Minister for Local Government, last night about it, um, just to make sure that we would be able to have um, a whole-of-government response, which uh, Heather Humphreys, the Minister for Social Protection, has also said, you know, in relation to the intro offices and how people that are directly affected and that might need assistance. So it is, um, in many of the communities here, it is an unprecedented event. They've never seen anything uh, like it. I know that in my own area, where I come from, in West Limerick, we had a similar um, type flooding event uh, 12 years ago in Newcastle West, which devastated the town. Um, so this is called, I suppose, fluvial flooding, where you get basically a, a massive amount of rainfall over a very short period of time with no wind, and it dumps rain on top of land that's already saturated. It has nowhere to go. It overflows um, an awful lot of the channels and rivers and streams, and it causes an awful lot of devastation. Mm. Uh, and unfortunately, a lot more of it is happening and has been happening for the last number of years and will continue to happen. Well, and, and it will continue to happen in West Cork over the next coming days, according to uh, the forecast, because there, there is heavy rain forecast for tomorrow, for Thursday and Friday. So I know there's, there's a fear that the, an already very serious situation, as you've outlined, could become worse. Yeah, look, I mean, the whole of the west of Ireland is um, is down for an awful lot of heavy rain. And uh, spoke to Tim Lucy, the CEO of Cork County Council. Can I just thank the officials and the outside workers in particular of Cork County Council? The situation would have been an awful lot worse here only for some of the actions that they took, uh, particularly along the N71 where they had to break um, entrances to, to allow water to flow out. A lot more properties would have been very seriously affected and in my own officials in the Office of Public Works were, were here on the ground as well. Um, I know that the Council and the OPW have already started uh, discussions in relation to uh, small works that can be started immediately, but there's longer-term works that's going to involve Transport Infrastructure Ireland and Irish Water as well. I'm here in the side of the street in Dunmanway um, that's going to uh, require um, works. Actually, the OPW have a flood relief scheme for here, um, but the flooding that happened here 
hadn't hadn't anything to do with what we were previously had regarded as the risk. So in many towns and villages and communities across Ireland now, we are seeing flooding in places that we never thought. Uh, and, you know, OPW have been criticised um, by some uh, for, you know, erecting flood defences. In a lot of cases, people that are critical of the flood defences that are being erected uh, aren't living anywhere near them. Uh, and here in West Cork, for instance, there are flood schemes that are under uh, development by the OPW. Actually, the Bandon one is almost finished. Um, and there are other towns that are, are in the pipeline. There are other towns that have been completed very successfully. Mm. But unfortunately, Sarah, you'll find um, you know, that OPW are trying, in many cases, uh, to undertake works that are being objected to by people who live nowhere near uh, the flooding event. And when you talk to people, as I have this morning, where the water came in the front door and out the back door, uh, or vice versa, um, you know, it is, it is heartbreaking to hear their stories. Uh, and I know from speaking to Dara O'Brien, I've spoken to the Taoiseach and the Tanish about it as well, um, as latest this morning about, you know, the works that are going to be needed into the future. We have a billion euros that we are trying to spend. Um, but, you know, in many cases, in some of the larger schemes that OPW want to do, we have people that are, will object um, to flood relief schemes who live nowhere near it. So what, um, what are, are you proposing to do anything to uh, to tackle that issue? Well, this is something that I want to engage with Dara O'Brien, the Minister for, for Local Government, and I think it's very important that the first uh, OPW's reaction always is to the protection of human life. Um, and I think an awful lot of the objectors um, to schemes, whether they're large ones or whether they're small ones, should stand in sitting rooms or in shop fronts that I have had to stand in over the last couple of, of weeks. I've only been in this job uh, for a month and I've already seen uh, damage that has been done in the town of Kinmare yeah. here this morning. But now just to in be clear, towns. Minister, because you've outlined the damage, I think anybody who has, who has seen what damage flood can do can understand what, what you're talking about. But are you saying that people who don't live in an area shouldn't be able to object no, to flood defences? No, I'm not defenses? saying that at all. I'm not saying that at all. But what I am saying is that people who object should have regard to the damage that you know, that has been caused right. to people and the heartbreak. Uh, and I know that there are people who aren't even living in the counties that these flood relief schemes are being proposed to be built. Yeah. And they're putting in, in many cases, vexatious objections. And it's something as a government we're going to have to try and come to terms with. But, but, but what do you mean by come to terms with is what I'm asking. Because you asking them to, to have regard to it on the radio isn't going to make them come to terms no, with it. No, I think that as a government we're going to have to respond to it. I mean, we have an, ob- an obligation. Um, I have an obligation as Minister for the Office of Public Works to try and protect human life and in property, um, you know, but it is infuriating to sit down with officials uh, in my department and listen to, you know, how um, judicial reviews in many cases are being taken. Okay, um, but can you give me, give me any indication as to what you'll be proposing to do then? Well, I think that, the, you know, that in relation to some of our planning laws, we have to, we have to move to a situation where uh, having regard to human life trumps everything. Um, and certainly over the next couple of years while I'm in this job, and I hope to be in a position where we spend a lot of money. Uh, and I said it to Michael McGrath the other day, uh, the more money we get, the more money we'll spend. Our climate is changing and there are communities across the country that need protection. Uh, and there will be more and more of this. And I spoke to the officials of the OPW this morning uh, and Tim Lucy, the CEO of Cork County Council. There will be more and more communities that okay. will need protection. There are more and more um, of our coastal uh, communities in particular that are going to need protecting. 
and we are going to need more and more assistance from the public All right. uh, to make sure that we are able to get on with the job that we need to do. Can I just ask you briefly then, Minister, um, I, I, I don't know if you've seen the front page of the Irish Independent this morning, but it reports that the NEFID recommendation to Cabinet is that older people um, will be asked to limit their time outdoors again. Uh, now, the Cabinet obviously haven't decided on any recommendations yet. They will be doing that today. We have had a huge reaction on the show today about that happening and most people very angry and upset in terms of the people who've contacted the show at least about that suggestion. Um, now I know you can't comment on any recommendations that we haven't seen but can I ask you about the principle of it? Do you think that it would, it would be okay at any point in the future for the government to recommend to older people again to limit their time outdoors? Well, I haven't seen it, and, and look, and I haven't heard the previous part of your show, so you'll forgive me for that. But I, I'll tell you one thing: I have, I have vulnerable adults in my own family, and what I'm seeing though in uh, online in the last couple of weeks, where people have no regard for elderly people with their carry-on, whether it was in Kilkee or whether it was in Dublin, and like younger people might think that they're supermen going around, but they are vectors for this disease that is going to kill older people. And, like, I know that we're asking people to travel all over the country on staycation, but we're also asking people to cop on and use a small bit of sense and dancing around a bar counter while some sort of a, uh, you know, some sort of a coyote is pouring um, alcohol into somebody's mouth. I mean, I would be very anxious that licences of pubs and things like that would be revoked, and I think that there's a bigger issue in relation to the congregating of some people in the middle of the night thinking that they're in Ibiza when they're either in West Clare or in West Kerry. These people need to cop on. They are, they are spreading this disease and they're going to be responsible for people dying. And the sooner they get that message, the better. And maybe it's going to have to take some of these people to be dragged into a hospital ward and see something, somebody on a ventilator before they'll cop on. Because I think like, the response of some vintners um, you know, has, been, has been excellent uh, and has asked you know, in many cases for these licences to be revoked. But we have a bigger issue in relation to our off licences and how it is that, you know, we can have parties on the side of the street in towns in West Clare or in Galway or wherever, um, and house parties going on um, with no regard for the fact that they are victors of this disease. Okay, so they're spreading it and they're going to kill somebody. Are, are you making a suggestion on, on off-licences then? Because we have had that, it's been a theme on this show that there needs to be something done well, in relation to off-licences off and how much drink they're selling. That suggestion has been made already. It, it comes, I think, whether it is off-licences or whether it is pubs. Pubs are being... You know, and I was at a meeting of publicans of County Limerick the other night, uh, and rightly so, they're very angry. And I will say, you know, on the radio, I have a relation who's a publican. My brother's a publican. Okay. Um, but on off-licences specifically, are you saying that there not, should be a limit on how much they can sell? It doesn't matter whether it is an off-licence or whether it is a pub. The, 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 the issue is alcohol. And the reason that we have a situation where people are allowed on the premises when it comes to alcohol or pubs that serve food is for a very good reason, that the droplets don't travel as far because the alcohol consumption is less. Mm. But what we need here is we need to realise that consumption of alcohol and the larger the amount of alcohol that you consume, the larger the likelihood you have of spreading this disease by droplets to somebody who's minding their own business okay. and who could be vulnerable. I, I just ask you a third time, Minister, are you saying there should be restrictions on, on off-licences then? Because there I'm aren't saying, at the moment. No, I'm saying that I think it's up to NIFID to reflect on the fact that you know, what has happened over the last number of weeks, whether it is house parties or whether it is uh, people acting like morons on the side of a street in Kilkee, they are a direct they are a direct correlation to the spreading of this disease and we've seen the counties okay. where it's been spread and it isn't all down to meat factories. It isn't all down to congregated settings. 
A lot of it is down to parties. A lot of it is down to alcohol. Right. And can, we need to see a reflection of that. Can I just ask you briefly then, in relation to Neffet, a report as well in the papers today that your colleagues in Cabinet in, 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 in Fine Gael are getting frustrated with how strict Neffet are being in terms of some of their recommendations, that it doesn't reflect what's happening in Europe, for example, um, and how European countries are, are dealing with it on the continent. Um, would you have any frustrations in that regard? Well, I, I'm not a health expert and I take, you know, we've done, we've done very well as a country when we've taken advice from Tony Hoolan, Aron and Lynn. But when you see a situation in counties like Kildare and, you know, my sympathy goes to people in Kildare who are minding their own business, where the, where the rate per 100,000 is multiples of other countries, we have a serious problem in certain parts of the country and we need to contain it. The last thing we need is, is 26 counties being in the same situation as Kildare. Okay. Just finally then, Minister, if you don't mind, and thank you for your time, uh, your government colleague Patrick Costello of the Green Party was on the show a little earlier on today. He's written to Minister for Education Norma Foley asking for clarity and transparency over the Leaving Cert and how the grades are going to be calculated given what we've seen happening in the UK. Um, He wants Norma Foley to come out and give people more detail in relation to it. Would you like to see the Minister give people more detail um, and come out publicly and address some of the concerns that have been raised around what has happened in the UK versus what could happen here? Well, I think the two systems are totally different, to be honest about it, because the system in the UK is a continuation of a previous system where there was um, um, uh, forecasted grades anyway. So it's not comparing like with like. We have a system here which was introduced because we had to, uh, for health and safety reasons, we had to uh, make sure that the Leaving Cert uh, didn't go ahead. I, You know, I've heard an awful lot of people saying um, over the last couple of days that they would like to see clarification on this, that or the other, but they haven't come forward with any other suggestion as to how we get young people into third level other than um, the system that the current Minister for Education and the former Minister for Education are proposing. Uh, If there was, I think we would have seen it up to now, but there isn't. I think we need to uh, trust our teachers who have been given responsibility for it. They know the students uh, to the greatest degree. And I think the Minister for Education, in fairness to her, um, needs to be given the space as well that if there are issues, I'm sure the TUI and the ASTI will reflect on it with their members and I'm sure they will bring that to the attention of the Minister for Education. We'll leave it there. Thank you very much for joining us this morning. Thanks, Sarah. uh, Minister of State with responsibility for the Office of Public Works, Patrick O'Donovan. Back after this. Today with Sarah McInerney on RTE Radio 1.